Hi, this is Ellis Marcellus, and you're listening to Victor Goins, Trisha Butte, Maggie Kerner, Idris Mohammed, Carolyn Raleigh, Bradford Marcellus. Coming to you from the studios at WWOZ FM, this is a WWOZ podcast. WWOZ 90.7 FM in New Orleans, WWOZ.org on the World Wide Web. Sitting here with Rusty Laser. And, uh, well, I'm just going to let you talk. Hi. 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, it's nice to see you. Or, I mean, yeah. I wish you were here for different reasons, but. Yeah, me too. Definitely. But we should talk about celebrating a life. Yeah, I'm totally down to do that. Okay. It's definitely. So <laughs> let's definitely a good change of change for the day yeah let's talk about Nikki to be and um what he meant to you how about I'm gonna um, try to keep this as easy for you as, yeah. as possible I know it's difficult and I'm um, really sorry yeah he was really I mean he's like a really promising artist and stuff and that's like you know sort of how I met him but I mean he was a really sweet kid it was a really nice really sweet really focused very dedicated person in his life to achieving a certain set of goals which were to you know make a name for himself in music and he totally did that i'm glad i could help but it was like he was incredibly talented and knew exactly what he was doing and was able to really pull it off you know i was able to to do what i could but i didn't he didn't nearly need that as much as what he had already on on his own you know Mm -hmm. and so um you want to give a little background? I don't know if all our listeners are familiar with him or maybe have become familiar in the last few days. Or, yeah. Nikki's, uh, I mean, presence was a surprise, I think. As a rapper, it was a surprise like everybody. His mom didn't know he could rap. His friends didn't know he could rap. And one time, Katie read, I was doing a show at South by Southwest, and she was about to go on. And, you know, South by Southwest is really tight. All the times are really tight. Everything's really tight. The shows are, like, right on time, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, this kid's going to go on before me. And I was just like... Uh, that's completely not the way you do any of this at all, but uh, you just said you're going to do it, so here we go. And he got on stage and did two songs, and he was amazing. I mean, totally, completely amazing. There was no doubt about it. And I think the confidence from that experience just had him turning up everywhere then after that, you know, at bounce nights at Republic or at bounce parties I did or at St. Rock. He just pop through and I just got used to his presence and he's he had a plan I didn't know about which was like getting me to manage him within a certain amount of time and it he did it he wanted to do it within a year we did it within like three months because he was so f- quick as a as a as a person he's so such a hard worker in a way like almost like he had a deadline to meet you know mm-hmm. all the time it was really interesting um and then you know a couple of really lucky things happened like you know somebody like diplo was in town doing um wanting to work with bounce artists and we nikki was able to meet him and come work at my house and we it turned into this song express yourself which which ended up being kind of um i don't know 
one of the first sort of crossover versions of a bounce song where you could sort of put dance music and bounce together mm-hmm. and make it more relatable to people outside the hip hop or or New Orleans world, you know. And and it worked and it's it's ended up being really successful. It's been in a lot of like had a lot of like commercial use and it's had a it was lot a of Super Bowl. Super Bowl commercial. Well, I don't know if that was during the Super Bowl, but it was a commercial um, mm-hmm. for Doritos, of all things. Um, there was, um, you know, it was the theme song on a couple of different TV shows. Like, really good, solid things that most artists, you know, it, it provided the kind of money that most artists would have to, like, tour nonstop to get. So he was able to, like, you know, really settle in as an artist and just work on music. And we would go back and forth to L.A. a lot and just record with people. And a lot of that stuff may come out someday. It would be really cool. But he was a really good rapper who did bounce because that's what's what people love here. And that's what's expedient here is to make bounce. It, it allows you to be on stage, allows you to do what you want to do. But in his heart, he grew up on West Coast rap. His mom was, you know, only listened to Tupac pretty much. So he, you know, got a really good schooling in rapping. And, and that's really what's, what's his goal, what's his aim to get to that point, you know. Unfortunately, it's all too dirty to play on the radio. Every single bit of it is, could not stop himself. I from, thought we could play like a 10-second. Like a I'll see what I can pull up. We'll just like, play some snippet. I still can't bear vouch for the you know that they're going to be completely clean he, he was just a really good kid who worked really extremely hard at what he did and was really talented and there's no i mean limit i think to where he could have ended up and con you know we did a show together yeah. in brooklyn that was probably one of the wildest shows i've ever gotten to be at you know it was, yeah it was incredible. get closer to the mic uh, it was yeah <laughs> that was the first time i met nikki and uh actually we had gone to that vogue party the night before oh right and that was <laughs> where you got out in vogue yourself. By yeah, the way. and I and I won an award. Oh wow! Yeah, and, and, and then big ups on that. Got such dirty looks after walking around with the trophy because those those poor kids they've been practicing who knows how long in their basements and you know and then me and my friend drunk just like and my my friend or it was my friend Artemis. You got the trophy for guts. Yeah, I think so. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't freely for the yeah, dancing. Yeah, yeah. I was doing bad Michael Jackson moves <laughs> and. uh but that, but yeah, he was uh, Nicky Dibby was incredible. I mean, uh, when he got up on stage and and I remember I brought my kids were at that show and they're my two daughters and they're like uh, you know about eleven I think they were like eleven and nine years old at the time and they had never seen anything like that before. As soon as all the butts started shaking and stuff, their <laughs> their mouths just dropped and 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 did they and join? Then to see their dad get on stage dancing. Oh yeah, you know, he came right like, behind it with a wig yeah, on. with a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. So, he, yeah, he's a super talented kid with nothing but energy. It was just yeah, that, and, that and nice. unites everyone too. Like you know, you can just see how uh, it's really like you know what he, he got everyone and whipped them into frenzy. And there were five hundred people in that room who had never heard Nikki to be before in their lives, and all of them were cheering and screaming by the end of the show. Right, you know, you can't beat that. Yeah, you know? and shaking a volcanic yeah. eruption <laughs> of sweat. <laughs> Well, let's try to let's try to play something. Well, I'll, I'll play that "Express Yourself" song okay. so people can hear like what bounce going out into the world and in other forms could sound like. All right, hold on, let me turn on the little button. Okay, you hit it whenever you're ready. And there we go. Can you hear it? Yes, Nikki to be. All right, in the studio with Rusty Laser, King Con, Matt Muscle in the back. Are we gonna keep going? Yeah, we have the song going. Okay, okay, sure we go. That song's over. Right
that right, was my bad. We're stopping that. I didn't mean to just jump to another song. My computer just said, "Keep going." <laughs> um, I was like, "I was like, can we play this one? <laughs> was this the one we wanted to play?" Yeah, we can play that one. That's okay. um totally another like weird collaboration that Nikki did with Japanther, which is a oh, okay, like an art it. punk band from uh from New York. New York from Brooklyn. They both they went to Pratt, just like Matt and Kim we were talking about earlier. Um, but they uh yeah, this is a song they did just recently. It was only like eight months ago or so. Nikki came over to the house and like spent the day with it was Sissy Nobi, Nikki to be and Cheeky Black and Japanther, which are like, you know, bass and drums punk duo. So it was a really fun day and they use a lot of samples in their music anyway, so it kind of made sense to them to just sort of, you know, okay. grab Nikki's vocals and go for it. Let's do it. What what's the what's the title of this? The song's track? called Body Parts. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna turn the mic off. Right, go ahead, go for it. You could you could place your lips on my body parts, but please but please oh, don't leave those marks. You could place your lips on my body parts. We're here celebrating the life of Nikki to be. Yeah, I'm playing a bunch of stuff. Playing some stuff. Playing as much as we can. Yeah. I, I can play one more that's just a bounce song. If people just want to know, like, I feel like we've given, like, people who listen to OZ, who may not listen to Nikki all the time, like, an idea of what kind of weird things he did or things that were, like, pushing the boundaries of bounce. But I can just play, like, a song that's just, like, a really killer bounce song. Yeah. You want to hear a little bit of that? Yeah, I like to hear a killer bounce song. <laughs> it's really good. This is, uh, this is his song with, um, with J Dog is called uh, well, it's just an intro to J Dog's mixtape. Okay. Basically, <laughs> here, here we go. But never duplicated. I'm often imitated. But never duplicated. I'm often imitated. But never duplicated. I'm often imitated. But let's go. I mean, that was one of those days where we went in the studio with this guy, Derek Allen, who's a really great producer. He works for Mad Decent, but he also just, like, produces a lot of different kinds of stuff. You've heard his stuff, whether you know it or not. Like, every rapper uses him and so on and so forth. And he's used to working with, like, the best of the best. And he literally – we sat down. He was he made that beat. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, program some drums. Let me get this bass. Play some bass. Let me get the keyboards. Play some keyboards. And in an hour that it took him to formulate this skeleton – I, Nikki was done. He had like been sitting at his phone the whole time. I thought he was tweeting, and I was just like, God, "This is so terrible." He spends the whole time tweeting, and what are we gonna do? You know, just take it home or whatever. And instead, he was just writing lyrics the whole time. And as soon as it was, as soon as that hour was up, and he said, "I think I got enough music." Nikki was like, "I got all the vocals." And Amazing. live, done. Just that's it. No, no edits, no nothing. One take, and then we left. What a professional! So young, dude. That, I mean, I, all the producers I worked with were just begging me for more stuff from him all the time, and that that tells me that she could have kept going and going and going and i think you know in some sense or another there's lots of acapella vocals out there you're probably gonna you're probably gonna hear a lot of nikki songs over time over like long periods of time because you can take these bounce vocals they're they're pretty easy to rework i mean they're made for that you go in the studio and you you don't like go in with a completely thought out idea mm -hmm. although nikki did that the first time he ever recorded a bounce song and they told me it was crazy <laughs> um but you go in and you have like you know you just you just flow and let your thing go and then they it's the producer's job to kind of make it into something. But Nikki was like more focused than that. And we've got a lot of material as a result. You know, we did six hours one night in the studio in LA and I've been told by Diplo and people at Mad Decent that they think they have like 12 to 15 songs that they can pull out of that. That's so you cool. Know? I heard he's pretty quiet and he was pretty quiet in real life. Is it because of, he was just rapping for six hours at a yeah, time. Yeah, that was the w <laughs> first time he rapped on stage. His mom was just like, "What are you talking about? Like, where did this come from? You know, like, you know." And and the same thing. He used to when he first started, he was like a driver and a and an assistant for Sissy Nobi and just sort of helped out with Sissy Nobi's career. And all those same artists, all those same managers were like, "Where did this kid <laughs> come from?" He's just got that. I know a lot of artists 
in the in the world I work in who are like this, who just have this, there's a persona that they adopt when they go when they take the mic, and then the rest of the time they're pretty chill. You know, my friend Walt from Lonesome Leash and formerly Why Are We Building Such a Big Ship? People know about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Walt's the very quiet guy, you know, and like never very unassuming. You wouldn't think twice of him. He's soft spoken. He takes him five minutes to finish a sentence, and <laughs> and uh, but when he gets on stage, it just all comes out. I think. Is the way it is, you know. You just let it all out, you know. But the energy is so good. He has like such positive energy. I think, like, I was a little bummed out about something yesterday, and I started watching some of his videos, and you just—it's infectious. You can't just. Yeah, he he just had he just had a lot of magnetic pull, and a lot of people <laughs> who have written me from all over the world since he passed away are people that I, you know, I didn't know that they, you know, I didn't know of them. They are re- they never saw him. They never, you know, some of the donations we've gotten for his funeral expenses have come from people who never met him at all and just had just an intense feeling for him you know yeah, yeah. it's hard to describe that about people it's a it's a unique magnetism that not every person really has thanks for listening <laughs>